Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. Shelby and I are really excited. This week we sat down together and talked about being single and how singleness is a gift and how you view your season of singleness determines how great of a season it is for you. And so we hope for the month of February to share with you all practical advice from friends, mentors, and family about love and marriage. We hope you tune in each week to hear more and to build on to each episode. Be sure to follow and rate the podcast and stay tuned to the end of this to hear some really good advice we got from our Instagram followers about being single. Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. What is up, party people? We are back with another episode. Back like we never left. And this is the one you've all been waiting for. Or maybe not. I don't know. And we are drinking margaritas for this one. <laughs> we got ready to record and I said, do you want a drink? And she said yes. I mean, they're just Cayman Jacks, so... Yeah, we didn't have time to make one, but I thought for the month of February, uh, we would talk about love, all things love. Since apparently it has some day of significance in February. I don't remember. (laughs) Is it St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. Maybe Valentine's (laughs) Day. But all in all. I don't know what this is. I just can't stand it. I don't. I'm sorry. Sorry. I have something on my side. I'm going to pull it off the sleeve. Anyway. We thought, what better people to talk about singleness to start us off than us? We're two people, and we've been on one date. <laughs> <laughs> like you, and you said that a bunch, but just the way you, like, emphasized that right now just made it so much funnier. And it was you, not even me. I know, and maybe four people know about it to date, so this is, like, exclusive scoop, big deal. We're not going to talk about it, though. It was really bad in general. It was yeah. good. It was experience. Like, so I didn't think it was that bad. And then when I left, like, the longer I thought about it, the worse it seemed. Okay, but. Okay, I do want to say, though, about my date. Like, we don't have to talk about it that long. So it was last February. I went on it on Tuesday. And then, like, that Saturday, hell tried to freeze over. Because it was the start of the snowstorm. So, like, I really think God doesn't want me to, to have a, like, love life. I will say, though. Shelby went on this date. Okay, she just said, I'm going to dinner. And we're like, whatever. So, like, I start tracking her and texting her after she's been gone forever. And she comes home and she's like, oh, yeah, you were asleep, blah, blah, blah. I was not asleep. But door was closed. It was Tyler time. We were done. Three days later, we're literally eating dinner. And I'm, like, taking a sip of my wine. Because we're probably watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Like, we tend to drink wine when we watch those. And she was like, yeah, I went on a date and I literally spit it across the table. <laughs> and then I went and poured another drink so she could tell me about it. But honestly, I'm so proud of you for going on a date. And so I think I'm not really ashamed of this. Shelby and I have online dated. Yeah, that's how I just, met him on Hinge. Just to Actually, like, Bumble. I met him on Bumble. We kind of were like, we're never going to meet a guy if we don't try. And so... We've done that. It's been it's fun. like on and off for like a year that we've been doing it. At and this I think it was really good. We just kind of have learned like more things we like and don't like. Um, I wouldn't say how to talk to guys because I don't change how I am. I'm the same. But like we were both on Hinge and the suggested guys that you got <laughs> were so much better than mine. I will say our pool of people has been very interesting <laughs> when we compare. 
Um, but I have been. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So, obviously, I've never had a boyfriend. Neither has Shelby. We, I am, so for context, we grew up in a town that's like 1,700 people. My graduating class was like 47 and yours was like 50. And I was the tallest person. And from, in my grade, from about eight, like, again, grew up with all the same people. So from about second grade, until maybe junior year of high school, I was taller mm-hmm. than everybody. Um, and then, no offense to friends from home that might be listening, but, like, you know everybody's secrets. You know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you you just spend a lot of time with them because you have a lot of the same classes. And you're in a lot of the same, like, extracurricular activities and stuff. And I just, like, didn't care to be associated with them. And I think... In that way. One... Um, guys are really intimidated by us. One, because Shelby's 5'9", 5'10". 5'8 but thank you for rounding okay. up. Okay, and I'm 5'11", almost six foot. And so, one, we're tall people. We're big people. I mean, I hope you see us on Instagram. We're not <laughs> size twos. But I think people have been really intimidated us partially because Shelby and I are very open and honest about our faith. Um, we have always, we grew up in a church. Um, Shelby was an FCA leader through high school. I did it for a year or two. I led a Bible study during lunch at school. We helped with youth group at church. And so we've always been very open and honest about our faith and the importance of it. And I think that intimidates guys who aren't um, mature in their Christianity. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't really think that was an issue growing up, but I think it's been something. It can look like one when you get into college and, um, a lot of people come into dating in college with the intention to find their, their spouse. Right. Um, but we, we maybe don't have to dive into this, but I don't, the traditional descriptors in the like church of, you know, like the man is the head of the household and he is the spiritual leader. Like I don't, as I've gotten older, I think I agree with that less because like if he's going through a, a really hard season in a valley, like you're going to need to be there to support mm-hmm. him. And if he feels like all the pressure to look like a spiritual leader and for things to be happy and fine on the surface for you, your friends, your family, your kids, whatever, like that's going to weigh on him a lot more and um, either drive him further goals. away from God or like lead him into a really dark place, like a, like depression. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting. it's important. Yeah. I just... I um, have kind of a firm belief that whoever I marry, like, I want them to be the spiritual leader in our house. I get, like, you know, there's going to be times when I have to step up and, you know, but I want my kids to see someone who, you know, walks hand in hand with God. If I decide to have kids, that's up in the air. (laughs) They're kind of expensive. I get more expensive every day. That's for another day. (laughs) Yeah. Another glass of Cayman. But I'm a huge believer in that. Singleness is a season. And I never really looked at it like that till I went to college. And this is a season in my life that I hope to never get back. Obviously, we both want to, if we get married someday, to be married forever. Mm -hmm. And so this is my time to work on me. And I hope, I wish other people would see it as that. Mm -hmm. Singleness is not a punishment. It's not. And from what we know, Jesus was single, you know, and 
people talk about, you know, waiting and waiting on God. Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was 30. Mm -hmm. So if you have to wait till 30, that's okay. And 30 is not old. <laughs> well, and in the grand scheme of things, I think one, I personally have kind of put this, I'm not going to date someone until I put myself through a master's degree. That's kind of always been in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to get a master's degree for myself and I'm not doing it by myself. I have a great support system, but right. there's no one else I'm having to worry about and think about and consider their emotions, finances, location, job. And I'm just not, but I think now, and Shelby, especially, we're both in a season of life where a lot of our friends are getting married. Or already are, yeah. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Like, we go to weddings by ourselves, or we don't have someone to dance with, or like I take my brother <laughs> the rest of my day, or, you know, and not as many of my friends are currently in that season of life. And I think that helps when, you know, I go and look at my friend group we're all still single, except I have one really good friend married, and one really good friend in a serious relationship, and the rest of us are single. So there's no pressure, I feel like, from my friends to be in a relationship. I am really appreciative that my friends don't really pressure it either. Um, my closest friends are all married at this point, um, outside of, like, Tyler and Keila. <laughs> um, but... Um, They'll mention it every now and then. I have one that their mom probably mentioned it the most. Like, my mom has never brought it up with me. Um, if if it's ever come up, it's voluntarily, like, me, like, oh, my gosh, thank you for not, like, pressuring me about this. Like, I hear from other people and their families. Um, the biggest thing, and I don't know how, if this has happened to you at all, like, when you were in Stephenville and, or at Skybreak, um, but is, like, older couples that you might be friends with or know from church. And somehow that comes up of like, Oh, I'm not going to be here next wedding next weekend. I'm in a wedding, something like that, you know? And they'll be like, you know, we're praying that that happens for you. Like that you find your person. And I'm like, thanks. But like, you just say thank you because I, I grew up and you have to be respectful and I can't be like, please don't. <laughs> I'm really good, but thank you. If, if you want to pray, you know, pray that the Aggies have a good game or that, like, Tim Duncan's going to come out of retirement or something. Like, don't – to me, that's not something that I even pray for for myself. So, I, I don't um, – I don't want other people to, like, waste their I, prayers, as bad as that sounds. <laughs> I pray for my future spouse every day. Um, I journal my prayers most of the time. And so, I could probably go back to, like, freshman year of high school. And that was big in FCA. And read, you know, the things I pray for. I pray for financial stability. That's one of the things I really pray for, which might sound terrible, but she has a big jewelry collection and she's gonna need a lot of money to exactly. finance that. And I don't pray for me to meet him now. I pray that God can make me into the woman he's praying for and that he's becoming the man I'm praying for. And you know, people are like, aren't you ready? Honestly, I don't know that I'm the person I want someone to be praying for yet. I feel like there's a lot of growth I have to do in my walk with Christ and kind of just figuring out when I graduate, I'm going to have to figure out a whole new life. Mm -hmm. You know, I've only ever gone to school. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just not really like it needs to be now. If it happened now, cool. But 
I'm more like, help me become the woman someone's praying for. Yeah. And you've, like, seen marriage is what you want out of life for a long time. I don't know if it's one of those mm-hmm. things that, like, forever you've been dreaming of your wedding since you were four. Um, I maybe did when I was little is, like, the cliche because that's what you do. You play dress up and you, you know, and we watch Hallmark and we read the love stories. And My Big Fat Greek Wedding is one of my favorite movies. But as I've gotten older, I see that less and less is, like, what I think my life is going to be and what I desire out of life. I wouldn't say, I know a lot of people who really feel their calling in life is to be a mom and a wife. I'm very career driven and I don't see, you know, that being the calling of my life. I've always said I need someone who's going to be okay being Tyler's husband because I don't want to be somebody's wife. Like that's not how I want to be known. I want to be known as myself. And so I think a huge part in obviously there's times it sucks and we're really thankful for our friends who let us be third wheels (laughs) and who have continued to invite us to do things, even though, you know, we make it an odd number or we're the odd man out. But like, I'm just, my feet are what, where I'm planted and what season I'm in. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not looking to date someone. And my dad says that's terrible that, you know, I should be looking for someone and I am going into 2022 with the mentality that I need to say yes more to going on dates. Every time someone wants to go on a date, I'm like, mm, I think I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Block. <laughs> or ghost. I have ghosted someone. So there's that. I ghosted uh, he who should not be named after our date. Um, there were, I like thought of something to ask you. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. What uh, would you say has either been, maybe it's a two-part question, like what's your favorite thing about being single? Um, and what do you feel like has been the biggest lesson uh, in like the fact that you're single now, you know, maybe on the outside looking in from love to date? I would say the biggest blessing is I can pick up and go whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. For those who know me, I live a super busy, basically a nomad (laughs) life. And I enjoy that, you know, I can pick up and go work in Fort Worth for a week and it doesn't bother anyone. I can, I drove 3000 miles in the month of December, just between going home and around and seeing people. And so just knowing that like, I can do that and it doesn't disturb anyone. And I think the biggest lesson I have learned and I learned this from someone who's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks was that this just is a season of my life and I need to enjoy it and I need to embrace it because it's the only time I'm going to have this season. I hope there is a day when I do get engaged and I do get married and I obviously do want that for myself. Mm -hmm. I, Shelby said, we love to watch Hallmark. We love to hear. We love love. We, we're not against it. We love love. Yes. It just hasn't found us in that way yet. And I will say something, I think, in my close friends and my parents, like I have really seen how hard marriage can be. And so I'm just not really willing to rush it when I know it's going to take so much work and it's not all roses and champagne. Yeah. I think in tangent to that like if I had to again coaches don't play so my unsolicited advice 
Um, and this, this I have carried if I ever got to the point of dating. Um, and I've probably said it almost 10 years now. Like if I think back on it is, um, that you falling into your partner's like family and friend groups, whatever, like it should be very natural. It should be like the last piece of a puzzle. Um, every, you know, you should like them. They should like you. You should enjoy spending time together. Um, and if you don't, that's a red flag. And, um, I've said to myself a lot, I repeated a lot because of stories and other people's experiences that I hear and see that if that is not the case for me, if Tyler, my parents, any, but like anyone that I would consider close and who knows me well, if I brought someone home and they were like, he's awful (laughs) or he did this or, you know, whatever. Or if I, if someone didn't really react well to me in a situation, I I would be done. I would not fight for that relationship because then you're going to get to a point where then it becomes an argument. You're but continuing it's, to have it's gonna but be your friends don't like me, your parents don't and it's like gonna me. be become like an us versus them mentality, and you're gonna get to the point where you know I my I'm looking at my boyfriend like you pick your mom and your dad who are like in the middle of this mini crisis thing and they're reaching out to you, or you pick it's me, you or me while we're having them this fight. Yeah. yeah. Um that's not worth it to me. And I would say Shelby and I have always said our family is crazy. <laughs> we come from a huge family in terms of our mom's side of our family. And it would take a lot for us to take someone home. Um, just in knowing that one, our dad, there's no telling what he would tell them. That's probably my <laughs> biggest fear. And I really like, I want whoever I married to be able to be best friends with my brother and to be able to do things with him. And I want whoever my brother marries to be best friends with me. And, you know, like, I want that out of marriage. And I would want my parents to approve them. Like, I'm kind of old school, and I would want the guy to ask my parents if he could marry me. Yeah. Now, my parents would say, if you want her, have her. (laughs) But, you know, I would. If you think you can handle her, she's all yours. (laughs) Yeah, I would want that. Write you the big chick. (laughs) And I feel like I've never felt pressure to be in a relationship. Like you said, our parents aren't those people who are like, well, why don't you have a boyfriend? Why don't you get one? Obviously they joke about it. And my brother always makes comments like, well, you say you're always busy. Like that's not an excuse, but I really lived a lot of my life. So busy. Mm -hmm. You don't know how not to be. And focus on myself, which is maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing, but I mean, it's gotten you this far success wise. So, so talk a little bit about like having to celebrate your friends. So I've only been in one wedding. You've been in seven. You're going to be in nine by the end of April. Yeah. So talk about how, you know, is it because your walk with Christ is so strong um, because you know, this is a season or like you said, you don't have the fullest desire in your heart to be married. Yeah. How you continue to show up and celebrate your friends. Um, that's a good question. And I don't, I don't know that I could fully articulate it. Um, there's just something about like, when you know, like when I can see my friends together, um, and in some cases, you know, I'm friends with the bride and the groom. And in some cases I might only be friends with the bride. Um, but you can just see it. Uh, like my, one of my really good friends, Bailey, the, like the way Tyler just looks at her, like when they're out at dinner, it just has 
you know, that like when you know, you know feeling and just like how he looks at her, like he, he knows and he has gone in with the purest, most love filled intentions of like, this is my wife who I'm going to cherish the way the Lord has called me to. Um, and I've never gone in to a bridal shower or a wedding or any of that jealous or I wish this was me or why can't I have a date? Like I get bummed. Like you said, like I like to do stuff and I can't really do that. Um, but we also love celebrating the people we love. Yes. My friend group is really important to me. Um, and I guess it's technically like acts of service is probably my primary love language. I call it showing up, getting to be there for people in the moment. Um, and again, yeah, I could pick up and go anywhere. Like you said, um, like if a friend was in the middle of something and needed an extra set of hands or, you know, just wanted to get together randomly, I don't have to worry about someone else's schedule to do that. And I can randomly drive to Dallas or randomly drive to Austin, um, for a shower or gender reveal or birthday party or whatever. And I have scaled back a little bit, I think in trying to be everywhere all the time and be everything for everyone. Um, more so for like my mental health and it's not the mental health of, I get really sad and I'm like jealous in this. But you're also a homebody. I am a homebody. And you know, I kind of thrive on continuing to go, and but you don't. Like, I need to recharge. Yeah. And you have different boundaries than me. And you, like, we've both had to learn how, like, to say no. And mm-hmm. that this is a boundary. And it's not you, it's me, which right. sounds terrible, but it is. And I will say, I mean, like, I had to send a text today, like, hey, I've committed to shower A over this. And, you know, I'm not gonna be able to make it. And they understand. They Mm -hmm. recognize that boundary. Um, And I think that's one of my other things. This might be really rude to say is I'm a very, I guess I'm very like eye to eye. Like if I think a friend would do that for me, if I would be okay with them saying that to me um, or showing up or not showing up, whatever, um, then I'm okay with it. I think that's, we're different there. I want it to be, I want my friendships to be equally yoked. Um, and I went through a season where there were, you were continually pouring and no one was pouring back and it was really hard and I had to establish some boundaries. Um, and then maybe when it, when it got confronted, I didn't really reciprocate in trying to fix it. I've just let it die. Um, but honestly, I don't, I don't feel like anything's lacking. For letting that go and for missing it. People are in your life for a season and for a reason. And some of those people, I had to learn this the hard way after freshman year of college. I had two great friends who like, yeah, we're still friends on social media, but we don't hang out. We don't, you know, and it was, that was really the first friendship I'd ever had that I kind of had to let the people go, Mm -hmm. but they served a huge reason in my life for that small season. And so maybe you are single right now and you've dated someone and you had, you know, you've broken up, you've let them go. Well, I think you've got to look at that as like, what can I learn from this? What did I like? What Mm -hmm. was the reason this person was in my life? Yeah. And I I do think there's days to pout and cry and be mad about it. But you have to pick yourself back up and you have to let yourself feel, but you also have to be willing to acknowledge and recognize the things. And as cliche as it sounds like even thank the person for it. Cause even if it 
was a bad experience, at least you've grown and long-term you're not going to be down the road in six years still with that person. And like, what if I, why am I still here? Well, and you're never going to say, wow, I wish I would have dated them or I wish I would have gone on that date if you had done it. Yeah. You know, in the long run, you might be like, oh, that wasn't the greatest relationship I was in, but this is what I learned from it. Or this is what I hope, you know, people can take away from it that I can share with people. Yeah. And I think another red flag to guys from my end is I plan to wait till marriage. Like Mm -hmm. that's just, we have kind of said we're old school in that nature. And I believe sex is a gift from God and it's meant to be in the purest and best way when it's in marriage. And so I I'm not just going to hop in bed with anyone. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but I'm not. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, I think is different from a lot of people's college experience, right? That if they're going out all the time and maybe looking to do that, um, what would you as a single person let, let, okay, I'll do as a single adult and you can do as like a single college person, mm-hmm. like biggest piece of advice. Work on yourself. These are the only, this is the only time you're going to have to do this. And how can someone love you if you don't love you? I thought you were going to say like working on your faith and like. I really have. Like find, build up, not finding, but growing deeper roots in that, which I feel like is a tangent. And I have never really searched for a guy. Like obviously we've online dated and that's more for just casual. Sometimes like, you're bored and, and you just reactivate your account because maybe you need the attention. And you laugh about it. But, you know, someone asked me before, you know, do well, you know, how does it make you feel? And honestly, God has done some great things in my life being single. And if that means God gets to do great things for 10 more years or forever, like, let God do that. I am not rushing into finding anyone. Yeah. Mine um, is to, like, intentionally spend time with yourself. And so for me, um, people don't like that I do this. And I don't do it for them, so it doesn't matter. Um, I'll go to dinner by myself. I love to eat a meal by myself. I'll take a book. Um, I might go to a movie by myself. Uh, In the fall, I bought season football tickets. I bought one ticket for me. Not that I... I used it one time by myself and then ended up sitting elsewhere. Um, I bought tickets to Broadway stuff in Houston. One ticket just for me. Like, I'm intentional. I'm trying to be intentional about spending time with myself to and doing things that I enjoy. Like, finding what you enjoy. And sometimes that's just sitting at home and streaming football all day. I sometimes it's going out and getting dressed up and letting myself go have a nice dinner and a drink or two. I think that's funny because intentional is actually my word for 2022. Mm-hmm. I want to be intentional with my time, my resources, my energy. And I think the biggest way I can be intentional with myself is like booking the appointment, um, which sounds you bad, at the spa. but like, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, really, I don't want to go to the doctor, but I know I need to. And so it's booking the appointment to go to the doctor. It's my biggest self-care. That is a weekly thing. I go to the chiropractor. You know, that's, I take care of myself to make sure I feel good. I go to the gym. I have a trainer, you know, because those are things that are, I'm doing for me. 
if I lost weight, great. Maybe more guys would like me, but that's not my intention of working out. Like my intention in going to the gym is I want to sleep better. I want to feel better. And I want to be 110% confident in anything I wear. I'm super confident in general, but when you're working out and you feel good, there's just a whole nother level to it. And so, you know, maybe in this season of singleness, you need to book a massage. You need to book the doctor's appointment. You need to take yourself to a meal. And maybe that's the thing you need to do. I think that's a great place for us to leave off is you've got to take care of yourself before you can try to take care of someone else. Yep. And if you happen to be the single friend of your friend group and you're like, I've given all of my friends really good dating advice or like, I feel like I'm giving good advice and they don't listen, that's not on you. And just remember, like I said, coaches don't, don't play. play. And it's it's fine to be single. It's great to be single. I would throw maybe a bad word in there for emphasis, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but like, don't don't hate it. You, it's how you view it is how it's going to be. That's true. We view it as a gift. Like, I wouldn't trade it for anything at this point. Yeah. Obviously, Honestly. down the road, we hope for someone. But we are going to share some pieces of advice people have given us um, off Instagram at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. But if you want to follow us and we post some things sometimes be sure to follow us on instagram tyler more than follow the podcast and please rate the podcast please share this on your story and tag us y'all don't understand how much we appreciate that and how much it helps us um because we feel like what we have to say is important for people to hear even if you don't think it is (laughs) so thanks for listening y'all cheers so here it is the time where we share the advice you gave us on how to be single and what was your best advice for single people. And let me tell you, we got a wide variety of answers. And my favorite piece of advice came from someone who's actually gonna be on the podcast in two weeks. So I'm very excited about that. But her advice was marriage is not a prize. And that is just all that needs to be said about that. That's so good. Some of the other stuff we got was to invest in your friends. Happy is contagious, and so doing fun things. Enjoy your time. Learn to truly be happy with yourself. Embrace it. And a lot of you said to take the trip that you've always wanted to go on and go by yourself and do the things you've always wanted to do. So thank y'all for sharing your advice and we appreciate it.